What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. What's up, people? Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, let's Listen, it's the P.O.P. Are you part of the process or are you part of the problem? This is one of the series I made. Well, I think we started this. I think it's year seven now. My goodness. Or year six. I, I kind of lose track. Um, but this is one of the, the fun segments that I pull in and uh, play on the words of our head coach, Sean McDermott right trust the process is what he's been telling us for the longest time well part of the process is the groceries that you bring to the kitchen part of the process is us trusting your process and the players that you bring to the team alongside your gm your your colleague and brandon bean and uh we're gonna start off into the quarterback room the quarterback room obviously it's the the series starts off pretty easy right I mean, it really, it'd be really tough if we were in QB purgatory where we just we had no idea who's going to be quarterback in this team. But we are in a fortunate position to know who is going to be quarterback in this team, who's going to be leading this team, and eventually who leads this team to a Super Bowl championship. That's what we are waiting for. My goodness. Uh, listen, you and I are both in the same spot. Listen, we all despise the offseason. Off seasons are usually pretty tough to, to to swallow pause, but at the end of the day, you got to get through it. And these are segments that help us get through these moments. Shout out to my man uh, Zbot that's diving into his own series, the Paper Plate Awards. Uh, we started off with uh, Spencer Brown, and we'll see what he brings tomorrow. And at the end of the week, we dive into him and see what's going on with uh, this whole Paper Plate Awards business. But the POP. Process or a problem. And we've had some players on this team that have been part of a problem. While we have not been able to excel and move forward, some might say the problem might be the guy in leadership. Could he be? My, that might be that might be one of the final you know I mean positions that I put on the board is the, the the coaching staff. Problem or process. I never thought of that, but like just now I did. But before we get into any of the above, um, if you guys have been living under a rock, Gabriel Davis uh, went on his social media and put out uh, put out a social media video, and uh, just to pretty much let two things be known: I'm that dude, and Buffalo, are you listening? Or the NFL? If Buffalo's not listening, are y'all listening? And that's exactly what Gabe Davis produced today on his Instagram. If you guys have not checked it out, go ahead and check out my man's video. It's a seven to eight minute video of highlights of his time in Buffalo, his tenure in Buffalo. And truth be told, I, I personally believe he maximized his time in Buffalo. I think he did a fantastic job for where he was drafted for what he had to endure, you know what I mean, sit behind certain plays before he developed into the player that he is. He's had he's had some big moments for the Bills. And you've got to give him his credit and where credit's due. And amongst the in that video, um and you can't blame him for it, he decided to uh I guess you could say flex a little bit. He decided to flex a little bit and I'm about to try to pull it up here. Uh, and kind of read off some of the things that uh, he uh, he put out there. And uh, one thing's for sure, you got to give him his credit. He's he's had some st- statistics in this game that's had him uh, up there in terms of all his accolades. And uh, he wasn't shy about letting it be known. And I'm just trying to scroll through so I can kind of give you a snippet of of what you, what to be what to look for. In uh, in his uh, I guess his his video, 
He was letting us know number one in stats and this and number one in stats and that. And from 20, from 2020 to 2022, here's what I did. All of that is honky dory. You know what I'm saying? I, I, listen, I, if I'm you and I'm looking to get paid, I'll be doing the same damn thing. I'd be going out there and let, letting it, let it be known to people that I'm that guy and I need to be respected as that guy and go from there. So nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Here's the challenge, though. And this is, I don't want to go dive too deep into it, but how are the Bills going to sit there and justify giving up, 10, I'll say minimum 10 to $14 million a year? That's a lot, right? And if you're giving that type of money to a receiver, damn the market, damn the market. But knowing what we know, how can you justify giving that type of money to Gabe Davis? And you know what? All power to him. Go out and get that bread. Get that deal. That deal just can't come from the Bills. Now, I'm not going to go in that he's part of the process, part of the problem. Maybe the Bills see some value, see a lot of value, and they try to work something out where they can bring him back and keep the gang together. But I think Brandon Bean is like, Chuck the Deuces has been real. We got things that we got to deal with because we got a deep draft coming up at the receiver position. So this is why it's going to be very tough for receivers going out into the market because there's a deep receiver class coming right behind you. So you better try to strike your deal come early March, see if you can find a place for you to be. But that's neither here nor there. But this is not to say that Gabe isn't that dude. I think Gabe had some moments in Buffalo where he was great. I think he's got the longest reception in Bill's history with a 98-yard reception in that Pittsburgh Steelers game just a couple years ago. That same game, I think he had a one-hand over uh, Fitz, Fitzpatrick. So, uh, uh, Minka, excuse me. So, great things, but my guy, Gabe Davis. And there's no hate whatsoever. I like Gabe Davis. I think he was great. But I saw this coming. I saw this coming a mile away. And there comes a time where you just got to separate and move on. And find the next man up. That's what it comes out to. But let's let's pivot back. Uh, let's pivot back to the to the Bills. In uh, other news, before we get into the to the process or problem, uh, we've made a decision today. The Bills organization has made a decision, and uh, they've decided to, uh, I guess you could say, not bring back four players. And these four players are Leonard Floyd. Right now, as of right now, no extension has been made. Uh, no, no reaching out has been done. They've pretty much said, you're a free agent. Go do what you need to do. Dead cap hit of about $10 million. Here are the four players. Leonard Floyd, Micah Hyde, Daquan Jones, and Tim Settle. Those are your four players that uh, we've, the Bills have pretty much said, thank you for your services. Uh, we, we, we've got a cut, we've got cuts to make, and we've, we've got, and when I say cuts, financial cuts to make, and this is one that we're not going to renegotiate. Now, could they come back and talk to Leonard Floyd? Leonard Floyd may want to come back, but Leonard Floyd has earned his money. Leonard Floyd has earned the opportunity to go get himself a bag. Are the bills willing and ready to invest in Leonard Floyd? I think he had a fantastic first eight weeks of the season. He slowed down just a little bit near the end, but at the end of the day, with the way that we rotate our lines and I rotate the, the defensive line and defensive tackles, I think that would be a good fit for him to come back to Buffalo. Lord knows we need some edge rush, and he brings that. So what we decide to do with him, who knows, but that will be prob- part of the problem of the process when it comes time when we hit that, that moment. Now let's, get, let's dive into it. The problem or the process, all right? And we're diving into the quarterback room. Folks, first things first. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the process. Josh Allen is, if not one of the best quarterbacks in the game, he is top three. Decide how you want to decide how you want to do that and where you want to put him. But he is that dude. Josh Allen. Signed a six-year, $258 million deal. 
And thank the good Lord that we signed him at that the moment that we signed him because there have been quarterbacks after him that have signed monstrous deals that had Josh waited just a little bit or the deal never got done, my goodness, we would have been in trouble. Deshaun Watson, thank you for that. <laughs> this brother got paid, right? So six for 258, averaging 43 mil a year. Heck of a deal, number, number one. Josh Allen had, one would say, one of his best years as a quarterback. 4,300 yards, 253 yards a game, 29 passing touchdowns, 111 carries, 524 yards rushing with 15 rushing touchdowns. Only being sacked 24 times. My goodness. And... One single vote for MVP. I know that this had Bills fans up in arms. They felt that he needed to 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 be validated at validated as one of the best in the game, and should have got way more votes. But Lamar Jackson was the recipient of his second MVP. Josh Allen got the single vote, and even that single vote that Josh Allen did receive was received with backlash. Did he ever receive? Oh, and why? And who was it? Who was that coward that did it? Doesn't matter. He got one vote. Now, some might say why he did not receive that MVP was that middle of the season, team wasn't looking hot, right? He wasn't looking hot. We were 6-6 six and six at one point. What was going on? Things need to change. How do you give that guy the MVP when he doesn't have his team in under, under control and on the brink, potentially, with one more loss of being kicked out of the playoffs? Some might say, no, nah, no, nah, that has nothing to do with it. It's those 18 turnovers. It's those 18 interceptions that brother threw. 18 interceptions. You are giving the ball away to the opposition. Some might say that is what killed him. That is what didn't get him that MVP not. And some might, some might you know what I mean? I, I have to agree with that. 18 interceptions is quite a bit. You drop down, you drop that down. So I mean, listen, double digits, you got it. You're gonna take your shots. You're gonna take your shots. You gotta, you gotta have some risks involved in your quarterback. Double digit interceptions, not a big deal. 10, the low, low 10s, 11s, and 12s. Okay, but 18, you're pushing 20. It's quite a bit. I mean, you're not quite like Jameis Winston, but that's quite a bit. So that's probably what deterred people from making him the MVP. But boy, did he ever have a heck of a season. And glad to have this guy on the squad. When you think about it and you say the number 18 interceptions, it does sound wild. It does sound wild. There's no hands, there's a butts about it. It sounds wild. 18 picks. It's crazy. Now, if he had something like 18 picks with 50 touchdown passes, you can kind of you can kind of make up for that. But what he does on the ground and what he does in the air, that's what makes him special. 15 rushing touchdowns to go along with 29 passing touchdowns is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But those 18 picks, those 18 picks stand out. And that is enough for some folks to say, not quite. But when you go and look at Lamar Jackson, I don't have to tell you about Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar Jackson. I love him as a player. But his statistics were not even anywhere near Josh Allen's statistics. But that's here. Neither here nor there. That's a whole nother conversation. But part of moving this team forward, part of why this team is special, it starts with 17. And 17 is the juggernaut. He's what moves this team. We go how 17 rolls. We go how he goes. So problem or process, I think is quite obvious, but we'll, we'll, when it comes to the end of this video, we'll get right to it. Who's the other quarterback on the squad? Well, we had Kyle Allen. Most would say when we heard the signing of Kyle Allen, there was no excitement, no disrespect to Kyle Allen whatsoever. But there was no excitement whatsoever. There was no, there was no, okay, if Josh goes down, we got a chance. Flip that a year before that. If Josh goes down, Mitch Trubisky's in there, you can roll with that. He's former first rounder. You can move, you can win with this guy. You can. He's not great, but you can. Kyle Allen, Josh goes down. It's a wrap. And for most 
most of the league, usually when your top guy goes down, I mean, just take a look at the Jets. The Jets absolutely imploded. The minute their savior, Aaron Rodgers, went down, season was a wrap. It was done. Defense tried their darndest to try to keep things in check, but it wasn't good enough because there was too much of a dip at the quarterback position. <laughs> Who's ever excited about the backup quarterback? Sometimes you get excited about the backup quarterback. I being one of them. When Nate Peterman, Nate Peterman, I was actually excited about Nate Peterman. Most, most might say, yo, you're lying. But I was at the time because I called it that he was going to be the starting quarterback and, and, and win that job and so on and so forth. And he ended up doing it. But the bright lights were way too much for my man, Nate Peterman. Right? Tyrod Taylor, you don't think that the Giants, when Tyrod Taylor jumped in as the backup, there was a sense of excitement? You damn right there was. There was absolutely a sense of excitement. So there are some people that get excited for the backup quarterback. But when you have someone like Josh Allen, he's the most exciting quarterback in the game, let alone, obviously, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. But once you don't have your Josh Allen, and ain't nothing more interested, interesting if you're not talking about your quarterback. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, right? So with Josh Allen, you know that he is part of the process. He is a process, but we'll dive into that right at the end of this video. <laughs> Somebody said, yo, stop admitting that, Rico. Stop it. So Kyle Allen, nothing to write home about. One-year deal. He's probably going to be looking for something else. The only other quarterback we have on this roster is Steve Bouchelle. And you're probably like, huh? Who? Steve Bouchelle? Former quarterback at SMU. Hasn't been in the league long. He had a ten. He had some tenure with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. We brought him in last year. Um, and uh, six feet, 215 pounds. Stature-wise, Nothing special. But when you see him play, if you've gone out to see him play, he's mobile. He can sling that rock. But you're going to be looking for some something else to back you up as your quarterback. Now, whether he competes and wins the job, that's a whole other ballgame. But we will, rest assured, the Bills will be looking to bring in a backup quarterback. And there are some out there that I have my eye on that I think will be a perfect fit to back up the quarterback position. But Steve Bouchelle right now, the two quarterbacks that are on this roster are Steve Bouchelle and our guy, Josh Allen. Now, there are, there are excuse me, some quarterbacks out there that, that uh, tickle my fancy, if you will. And uh, the one that stands out to me, and all depending on what, what they're seeking to get paid, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, ex extremely intelligent. He's risen. He's, 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 I guess he's, he's raised up his stock with wow, how, the, the, how his, his season transpired. Being shipped from left to right was an Arizona Cardinal and, and did some great things with the Cardinals. Then all of a sudden he gets traded because he's wanted with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins goes down. He comes in and starts making some, getting some wins for the Vikings. So he's definitely stepped his game up and really has, has proved that he can be a backup quarterback in this game. He can win in this game. So that would be a really good piece to put as a backup for Josh Allen. Now, how much this person wants, that's a whole different ballgame. But his 2023 season was a very good indication that he can win in this game. He can, he can retain information rather quickly and quite an intelligent individual. So you need someone that can see the game and be someone in Josh's ear to see, this is what I see, this is what I see, here's what we can do. So Josh Dobbs would be an ideal candidate to be the backup in Buffalo. Marcus Mariota, I mentioned this a couple years ago, just last year, excuse me, and uh, I think that if available and if the price is right, Marcus Mariota would be an ideal backup in Buffalo, right behind Josh Allen. Mobile, can do all the things that, I mean, to, to relatively that Josh can do. Uh, but the fact that, the, here's the fact of the matter. When you have a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen, if your backup does come in, you don't want the, the playbook to completely change. 
You want the playbook to somewhat still, I can still call certain plays. So a guy like Kyle Allen will not be able to, to handle the certain things that Josh is given on the playbook. But you bring in a guy like Marcus Mariota and you have a boot right with your quarterback to make him run. Marcus Mariota can do just those things and should not cost a whole lot. Marcus Mariota is one of the choices that I have. Tyrod Taylor. I would love to have Tyrod Taylor back. But in my opinion, I think going into, what, 14th season, being 35 years of age, I think he's aware, I would hope that he's aware that I'm ready to just, just, just take the backup role. Whatever they need from me, I'll be that guy. He's familiar with Buffalo. Buffalo fans would embrace him with open arms. You could tell that he still has juice left. He throws one of the prettiest balls in the game. I would not mind having Tyrod Taylor come in and back up Josh Allen. That would be something that I'd love uh, to potentially see. Now, what would he, what would it cost? What would it cost to bring a guy like that in? You're looking at it between a four to five million dollar contract to bring him in. I know there are better fits for a guy like him, but him coming to Buffalo as a backup, if he's good with it, I'll take that all day. Those are those are one of my better fits that I'll take. The only other one that I'm looking at in terms of, hey, what are the chances is another guy by the name of Jacoby Brissett. Wherever Jacoby Brissett goes, he's able to he's able to give you that the rule of thumb when it comes to a backup quarterback. And that's can can you win me 50% of the games if you come into the game? And Brissett gives me the impression that he can do that. He's he's won in this league before. I don't know why he was never you mean inserted into the game sooner with the commanders when things weren't going the way they were supposed to, especially last year. But if available, that would be a good backup situation. So let me recap this quarterback position that we're sitting at. Backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett would be my number one choice, personally. Tyrod Taylor would be fantastic. Josh Dobbs and Marcus Mariota. Those are, those are the quarterbacks that I'm looking at that if the Bills, other than Steve Bouchelle, right? Steve Bouchelle, that's our lone quarterback behind Josh Allen. If there's something that stands out, that one of these guys will take less money to come and sit behind Josh Allen, hold that clipboard, support, be, be the person that, that is, I guess, the, the guy that can kind of you know, support and, and, and give you know, me the cerebral look of things. Those are the guys that I'd be looking for. The quarterback room is thin. Ain't nobody sitting here backing this up like, like, you know what I mean, like we used to have. But that would be a potential. The other way to look at this as well is go ahead and draft yourself a quarterback. I, don't, I, have, not, I have not, you know what I mean, put on the, you know what I mean, the, the goggles and dove into quarterbacks coming, into, coming out of this draft and the depth of it. I can see these Bills looking to bring in a rookie to sit, learn, and go from there. So we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out as the free agency is going to come into play. The draft is around the corner, right? The combine is coming up soon. So a lot of these things are going to stand out. But those are the positions that I look at in this, in this position. Quarterback room, Josh Allen, Steve Bouchelle. That's where we're sitting at, at the quarterback room. Are they part of the problem or are they part of the process? We'll come back at the end and find out. Now let's go to the running back room. The running back room, my favorite position, the position that I pay attention to a lot and uh, I covet. I think it's, uh, it's, it's so important. And uh, we're going to start off with, uh, with a good player. We're going to start off with a player that has surprised me that has shown really good potential, and that's James Cook. Let's dive into it. James Cook. James Cook going into his third year of his rookie deal. Uh, this is a crucial time for players going into their third year because this is a massive year for them. James Cook going into this year, This you're in extension territory. If you have 
if you duplicate the year that you had last year with a little bit more production in terms of rushing touchdowns, in terms of finishing, with a little bit more production in the pass game, this could be the year that James Cook busts out. And not only does he bust out, but he earns himself a contract extension. Because Lord knows that's what we're going to need. Because right now, on this roster, we had Naeem Hines, which we'll talk about in just shortly. We had we, we just brought in Darrington Evans as a futures contract. Ty Johnson is a free agent. Latavius Murray, free agent. So those are the things that, that, that I'm looking at. But let's dive right back into James Cook. James Cook had a really solid year. His second year going into it, 237 carries, uh, 1,000, excuse me, he had 1,122 a, a yards, 4.7 yards a pop, just shy of five yards a pop with two rushing touchdowns. Folks, I didn't expect it. You guys have heard me from day one. Wasn't impressed. I needed to see more. And he really came in and showed what he was able to do. And he was able to put a lot of the pressure on his back and say, I got you. And there are games that he took over. Let's go back to the Dallas Cowboys game. He had 179 yards rushing. He just up the old absolutely pushing the pocket. Kudos to James Cook. James Cook really showed that he was able to come in and do what he needed to do. Did he have some blunders in the year? The fumbling, all that good stuff? Absolutely. But he cleaned up his act. Do I want less fumbles? 1,000%. But that he did. He did clean up his act. Now, he's not only part of the rush game, but he's part of the passing game. And this is the crucial part. Did he have some crucial drops in some, some moments? Two big drops that he's had all year that I can think of. But for the most part, he was fantastic in the pass game. Not only to give you 237 carries, he had 44 receptions out of 450, excuse me, 44 receptions out of 54 targets, 445 yards, and four touchdowns. Folks, this could be a massive year for James Cook. Not only will we see James Cook, an uptick in James Cook, but don't forget, Ken Dorsey wasn't utilizing James Cook the way he's supposed to use James Cook. Until Joe Brady came in and said, no, 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 no. We will utilize our running back. We will give him the touches. We will give him the carries. And we will get him involved. And as soon as Joe Brady showed up, James Cook started cooking. Hence the shirt that I'm wearing, Let James Cook. And by the way, you can go and cop that, the BF Fan Shop. Go ahead and get your, get your T-shirt and get it rocking. But let's dive more into James Cook. The minute Joe Brady came through, you saw an uptick in his performance. He went from averaging about 12 carries to now 16 to 18 carries a game. Getting the football in your game player's hands, your game changer's hands, that's how you win these games. It's simple. I make plays. I'm dynamic. Get the ball in my hands and let me show you what I do. And that's what James Cook was able to show you. Now, in this offseason, I would love it. I would love it if he gained a couple pounds. I mean, a couple pounds of muscle, you know what I'm saying? Put some on you. So when, when you are going to get way more carries, knowing that Joe Brady trusts you, you are going to get hit. You are going to sustain some injuries along the way. So if you put some weight on, you can take on the vigors of the NFL. It only works out best for you. And if you're trying to get that contact contract extension, this is the year you want to explode. So giving us what? Just shy of 300 touches all year, right? You're about, two, about 270, 280, six touchdowns. I can definitely see him getting to the double-digit touchdowns next year. I can definitely see him getting to the, to the 13 to 1,500 yards rushing. That will be a massive year for him. And that tells me that this offense is rolling. Knowing Joe Brady, Joe Brady's going to make sure that he gets the ball in his playmaker's hands. Hence, Josh Allen getting 15 rushing touchdowns. It started real slow, did it not? And still, until Joe Brady came through and says, no, 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 no. I got a, I got a freaking stallion in my, in my stable. And I'm going to sit there and just let, him, just let him sit there and throw the football only? No, 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 no. You don't let your stallion just sit there and look pretty. Now, get him in the dirt. Get him rolling. Get him running. Get him throwing. And that's what Joe Brady brings to this offense. 
put the ball in your playmaker's hands. So James Cook, I'm looking forward to seeing if he's going to be a big part of the process or is he going to be a problem? We'll find out at the end of the video. Shout out to my man, James Cook. Now, here's the deal. We got some, we got some ballers on this, this squad. And the one guy that I'm looking forward to seeing how we play this, the long game with this individual is Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines, obviously, you guys know what time it is with Naeem Hines. Uh, he was slated to be a big part of the running back room. It was going to be him, James Cook, and, and a potential third to see how we're going to play that alongside, obviously, Reggie Gilliam. But this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. A freak accident. Man just minding his business on his water ski or his jet ski and some individual decides to go right, right towards him and he actually... Uh, injured his leg really badly where his season ended without even right before camp. What a terrible way to go. So Naeem Hines signed a two-year deal, $9 million. And, uh, and we had high hopes for him. We had high hopes for him, especially in the return game. Him not coming back really had to make us go ahead and sign a player that really I can't see us bringing back. But that's that's in the running back. That's in the receiver room that we'll talk about in just some other time. But Nyheim's coming back. Here's the tricky part with him. He's owed both almost five million dollars. We have the ability to cut him, save that money, but potentially bring him back. Now, financially, the business side of it, that's the route to go. Save as much money as possible. We're what 50 mil in 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 the hole. We've got to make some changes here and there. Now, it takes a few changes to kind of get back into the green. Don't get me wrong. There's some big players on the squad where you can do some things with their contracts. You can change things up. But with Naeem Hines, Brandon Bean made it very clear that he's got, he's got a future with his team. So something tells me he will be back. Question is, is he going to be back at that price tag? Or will, will they try to rework something and shift some things around? That is the route that I believe they do take. Now, things do change. I know that, you know I mean? There's a lot of pillow talk happening. Yeah, I plan on doing this, and I plan on bringing this player back. So we shall see if Brandon Bean is a man of his word. And he has, has always been. Doesn't give me any impression that he wouldn't be. If he says that he has Naeem Hines part of the plan for the Bills in the future, we should see Naeem Hines. Here's the deal with Naeem Hines. What he brings to the table. He's a dynamic back that catches the ball out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles, but his primary skill set is to get outside, is to get outside of the tackles, catch in the backfield, to catch downfield, similar to what James Cook does. So this is where it has me wondering, why have two backs that have the similar trait? It makes no sense to me. So is it cap? Is Brandon Bean just talking? Or is he planning on bringing this player back to be primarily just a return man? Who knows? But if you're just a return man, that $5 million cap hit, I don't think I'm ready to eat that. So that's where a decision has to be made with Naeem Hines. Do I want Naeem Hines to return to the Bills? Absolutely. Do I trust him returning punts and cakes? 1,000%. But you got the scale. You got the pretty much the same skill set as my guy James Cook. Does that does that work? I'm not I'm not sure. I'm sitting with that. So we'll see how that plays out. Naeem Hines, love the player, love what he does in the return game. Does he come back as a as a as a complimentary piece to Josh Allen and this offense? We shall soon see. All right. Uh next up, Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans, uh obviously same similar stature as Naeem Hines and James Cook. He ain't a bruiser back, so we will see how that plays out. If they do not bring back 
Naeem Hines, then this is where a Darrington Evans can take over and being your return guy, speed back and all of that. Now, here's where we lack. We don't have a bruiser back. We don't have a guy that goes between the tackles. Ty Johnson was a refreshing, refreshing tailback that we had on the squad. It's unfortunate because he was relegated to special teams because Latarius Murray started off the year very hot. Ty Johnson, 30 carries this year for 132 yards with 4.4 yards a pop. He had seven receptions off of seven targets for 62 yards and a touchdown. But in the moments that Ty Johnson was in the game, you saw a difference. You saw a, a, a tailback that was ready to punish defenders, run between the tackles, run hard. And there were moments Bills fans were saying, keep that brother in. Do not take him out. Keep him in the game. This is when you know there was a difference maker in what we had in him to the point where it made pretty much Leonard Fournette cuttable. They made, it made him susceptible to being cut and let go, and that's exactly what happened. Either I'm keeping Leonard Fournette on the squad and we roll with him, or Ty Johnson is healthy enough to say, you know what, I'm going with Ty Johnson because he gives me more value. Special teams, catching the ball out of the backfield, can run in between, outside the tackles, all of that. An overall good back. And he can return the, he can return punts and kicks. So you can't go wrong with having a guy that does everything. Letter for net, out you go. So does Ty Johnson return to the Bills? Would he be part of the process or is he part of the problem? Are we going younger? And that's what it's going to come down to. What stands out as what the Bills are looking for. Are we looking to get younger? Absolutely. James Cook is already a young guy on the squad. Naeem Hines is, I think, 26. Ty Johnson is not, a, not an old dude. Latavius Murray, different ballgame. So we should be getting younger. Ty Johnson, I could totally see him coming back. But do they? would they rather hit the draft instead? This is where the finances come in. Process or problem, Ty Johnson. Y'all let me know. Last but not least, Latavius Murray. All right, here we go, folks. I've read that they could potentially bring back Latavius Murray. Am I happy to hear that? Not quite. He's 34 years old, 35 years old. What am I going to do with that? No disrespect. Latavius Murray had a pretty decent year, 79 carries, 300 yards rushing, 3.8 yards a pop. This dude was vulturing touchdowns for fantasy owners like myself. I, I didn't have James Cook, but my goodness, this boy was, was stealing touchdowns away from James Cook. This boy had four rushing touchdowns. Anytime that ball got near the red zone, Tavis Murray, get in there. James Cook is like, what am I, chop liver? No, bro, you just don't got the beef to me to, to with, withhold and, and take on the vigors of the NFL and in the trenches. So Latavius Murray turning what? He's going to be turning 35? I can't see them bringing that brother back. I just can't. So Latavius Murray, good on you. You came, you came out of nowhere, did great things for the Bills. He, you, can't, you can't even fault this brother. You can't. And he was, a, he was a consummate professional. There are moments where we just didn't, we didn't need to use him. Deactivated. We got we to gotta do what we got to do. And he was a professional this whole way through. Give him the credit. But sometimes you, you served your purpose for this team. We were cap-strapped. You came in. You gave us more than we expected. Kudos to you. Here's the thing, though. I've seen some. I've seen it somewhere where the Bills potentially could try to bring him back. And I know that's purely on cost because it's not going to cost. It's going to take with the vet minimum to bring him back. So maybe he returns. I don't like it personally, but maybe he does return. We'll see what it is. So Latavius Murray. Listen, kudos to you. Had a great year with us. Loved everything about it. Does he come back? That's what we need to find out. Is he part of the process or is he part of the problem? Y'all let me know. We'll go through everything right at the end of this, at the end of the show, and we'll find out how we all feel about it. Next up, last but not least, Reggie Gilliam. Something very alarming about Reggie Gilliam. First and foremost, Reggie Gilliam, a.k.a. Sledge. Jack of all trades. You want him to catch the football? Done. 
You want him to run the football? Done. You want him to block a punt? Absolutely. You want him to block? You want him to block incoming guys off the punt block team? Got you. This guy is an ultimate special teamer and a team player. What surprised me so much about this year is how underutilized Reggie Gillian was. Reggie Gillian was, you would never believe it. This brother had zero carries all year. Zero. I was shocked. I'm like, there must have been one time I saw Reggie Gillian run the, not once. Zero carries. Now it goes to, it goes to, what are we doing? You can't give the guy one carry. He had his alone statistic was one reception. He was relegated to strictly special teams. It goes to show you what kind of game and what kind of offense Joe Brady and Ken Dorsey were running. You would think that when we went 12 personnel, you would see a lot more uh, carries or at least activity from Reggie Gilliam. Nothing. So then it makes you wonder, zero carries. One reception. He he had an, they gave him an extension. How do they utilize him next year? Is he part of the offensive plan? I know special teams is huge. Is he strictly a special teamer? But when it comes to the offense side of the ball, not utilized. Part of the process, or is he part of the problem? Are they going to try to cut somewhere? I can't see that happening. I can't see that happen. I think Reggie Gillum is a, is a special unit. I think he's special for this team, and I think he's a very big contributor on special teams. I cannot see them moving on from him. But when, it, when I see the production that he's giving on the offensive side of the ball, which is next to zero, you kinda, it kind of makes you scratch your head and be like, hmm, what is the plan Gillian? We'll soon find out. So, folks, as we dive into this process or problem series. We're starting off in the running back and the quarterback room. Let, let me sit here and kind of recap where we've sat. Josh Allen, you know who he is. He's that dude. He is him. Our next quarterback is Steve Bouchelle. A lot of folks might not know who Steve Bouchelle is. <laughs> now Steve Bouchetti, Steve Bouchelle, and Steve Bouchelle, six foot two fifteen. Not a big dude, but that is our sole backup at this moment. So will we be looking to see and, and look to see what's in free agency? 1,000%. Will we look to draft a quarterback potentially? I could totally see that as well. Are there some guys that I see that I would love to have as quarterback? Absolutely. Backup quarterback. I mean, you got Jacoby Brissett. I like Tyrod Taylor. Marcus Mariota. Uh, who did I have as my, my next guy? And Josh Dobbs. Those are my guys that I'm looking forward to see if we can bring it back up in, depending on how much they're looking for. I'd love to see it. If I were to choose one based on those four names, give me Tyrod Taylor, man. I like Jacoby Brissett. Don't get me wrong, but Jacoby Brissett, I think is going to covet a lot more, a lot more this down the line. If you want me to be a backup quarterback, I'm going to come with a cost, but Tyrod Taylor, age 35, we can get him. We can get him for on the low low. And I love to have Tyrod Taylor back in Buffalo. I still got my man's jersey still up. Let me let me rock the jersey again. Let me rock that jersey again. Come back to the squad, Tyrod Taylor, uh, to be Josh Allen's backup. I mean, you are the go- the quarterback that got us the that got us there that broke the drought. Why not come back and be the quarterback that helps us win the whole championship? Process or problem? So let's go to Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen part of the process? Or is he part of the problem? Obviously, he is the process. We ain't talking about anything else but that. He is the process. Steve Bouchelle. Problem or process? Listen, I don't know anything. I don't know much about this player. I can't sit here and tell him he's a problem. So right now, as of right now, he's part of the process because he's the only quarterback behind Josh Allen. Until we start bringing in free agents, until... Potentially, we draft someone with great potential that can sit behind Josh Allen and learn the ways. Steve Bouchel, brother, you are part of the process for now. <laughs> for now. So the quarterback room is done. We already know what time it is when it comes to Josh Allen and the process. He is the process. And it starts 
with number 17. But what about the run game? What about the running back room? Let's dive into that. Who is part of the problem and who's part of the process? Let me tell you, James Cook, I can see him being part of the process for quite some time. Why? This is the year. This is the year where he breaks out. Why does he break out, though? You've got to look at the transition between Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady. The minute Joe Brady took over, there was an instantaneous uptick in what production he was able to give us. He was able to get at least five to six more carries per game. Excuse me, five to six more touches per game. You saw his yardage go up. He cracked over 1,000 yards. He was a big part of the offense. We didn't just depend on Josh Allen to do it all. James Cook was a big, big help in moving this offense forward. So problem or process for my guy, James Cook? Let that brother cook. James Cook, process. You are part of the process. What about Naeem Hines? Now, this is a tricky one. We talked about the value that Naeem Hines brings to the squad. We talked about what he can bring in the return game. But he's coming off of a terrible freak accident on the water. How does he come back? Does he come back in great shape? Is he ready to go? Will he be the same player? That's number one. Number two. You are sitting here giving me the same player, essentially, that James Cook is. So I'm going to have two of the same player on the squad? I don't know about that. I don't think I, I don't like that. I want, I, want, I want a difference. You saw what it was. It was Ty Johnson and you had James Cook. You knew what you were getting with both players. Totally different. They do their job differently. That's the way I see it. Can't have two of the same player and Naeem Hines and James Cook. That's number two. Number three, he's owed almost $5 million. So now you've got a decision to make. you got to cut him and save yourself $5 mil, or do you bring him back and pay him $5 mil to do the same, same business that James, Kick, James, James Cook is doing and do, this, do it the same way? And, by the way, I can return punts and kicks. Problem is, I don't know if you're returning back to the same player. Problem or process? I'm sorry, man. Lime Hines, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem, not because you don't have the game, but it's a business. Unless we decide to rework some things and bring you back, as of right now, brother, you're part of the problem. You cannot be part of this process because we're, we're in the process of getting younger and healthier. And if you can show us that you're healthy, well, you better be able to show us that you can win and you can play and you're, and you're ready to go and you're ready to take that pay cut. But if you're not ready to take that pay cut, like my man Richard Forbes says, got to cut the fat, baby. You got to cut the fat. And that's a, that's a mighty chunk of fat right there. $5 million? You got to go. That's part of the process, not part of the process. That's, that's part of the problem, not the process. Now, Darrington Evans, he's signed to a future contract. I can't see, I can't see, uh, <laughs> what's Ronald Rigger? Ronald says, Rico isn't fat, he's rich. <laughs> Uh, I can't see Darrington Evans being an issue, um, especially if we decide to move on from Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines. So this is where Darrington Evans comes in. If he makes the 53-man roster, are you a sole return man? Do you Are you the guy that's going to be returning the football? Um, and I've seen some good things from him. I mean, when he was on the squad, he showed us some really good things. So maybe... We saw enough in him to say, you know what? Come back and let's see if we can do this again. We're going to try to work something out with Naeem. If we can't work something out with Naeem, you're up. So for now, I'm going to say, based on me moving on, deciding to move on from Naeem Hines, give me Darrington Evans as being part of the process. Now, this next one is a tough one for me. Ty Johnson. Although Ty Johnson is officially a free agent now, I'd love to bring Ty Johnson back. That deal has to be a good one. Ty Johnson is still young. Ty Johnson is strong as ever. Ty Johnson gives you the ability to return punts and kicks if we need to, kicks more specifically. And he's, 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 he knows the system. He knows his role. But are we going to get younger? Are we not trying to bring that brother back? So this is where 10 picks 
We got 10 picks in this draft. Maybe one of them is a running back. And we may just need to move on from it and just say, you know what? We're going to get younger. We're trying to get younger. We're trying to get healthier. Let me go get myself a back that I can just work. So to me, based on the fact that we got 10 picks, we're trying to get younger. Although I love Ty Johnson, bro, I got to put him part of the problem, man. Problem for Ty Johnson, not because I don't like him, because I do. But I think we're going to try to get younger in the draft. And uh, we'll go from there. I can't see us going out there and signing a free agent. I just don't see it happening. If we're going to bring a running back in, it's either Ty Johnson or go to the draft. And I think they're going to prefer to go draft the running back rather than pay Ty Johnson to come back to the squad. So problem or process. Sorry, Ty, you are part of the problem. You got to go. And uh, I just hope that you don't go to any team that's going to kill us at the end of the day. So we will go from there. Last but not least, Latavius Murray. As much as I like Latavius Murray, you're 35 years old, brother. 35 years old, playing the running back position. You've exceeded. You have far exceeded the the, the timeline for a running back and uh, and how long you've played. Let me listen. In the NFL, generally, three years, and that's it. That's how much you play. That's how much ball you can play. But at the end of the day, 35, you've 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 exceeded everything. I wouldn't be surprised if you retired. If you said, you know what, I'm good. I'm not, I'm just going to play for the Bills. If I don't play for the Bills, I'm done. You're part of the problem, bro. I'm sorry, man. You're part of the problem. You, too, I don't want to say you're too old, but when it comes to this, this is a young man's game. This is a young man's game, and I think the Bills are going to say, yo, you came in and you were tremendous. We appreciate you. Hearty handshake. Thank you for your time. I'm out. Now, if I see Latavius Murray come back and they say, hey, we're bringing him back, I'd be like, what are we doing? I now start to question. I don't care how broke we are. You don't bring back a 35-year-old. I know he brings you all the experience in the world and all that good stuff, but it comes down to ability. We need you to have the ability to go all the way through. All the way through. Not break down halfway through the season. Not that he did, but when you saw less and less of him near the end of the season, that's telling me that something went wrong. I mean, you start to break down. One of the younger bucks. So we want to get younger. From some, If I'm saying bye-bye to Ty Johnson, hell yeah, I'm saying bye-bye to Latavius Murray. So let's recap. Latavius Murray, problem. Ty Johnson, problem. Naeem Hines, problem. Darrington Evans, process. Why? Because if we don't bring back Naeem Hines, then Darrington Evans takes over as that return duties more specifically on a one-year deal he's he's we signed him to a one-year deal one million dollars we'll take that and last but not least james cook going into a going into a massive year third year out of his four-year contract this is it you want to get your money and you want to get your extension you have to go in and ball out this year this year is the time that you got to do it uh my man brian barris says what about damian harris though bro if we're trying to get younger and we're trying to get healthier. And we knew Damian Harris had issues staying healthy in the first place. Ain't no way we're bringing Damian Harris back. I, w- I was so excited to have Damian Harris on the squad. But when, when this guy, what, three games into the season? Pinched nerve or whatever or how, however, it didn't work out. It didn't work out the way we needed to. So, yeah, gots to go, brother. Yeah, gots to go. He was already an a injury-prone player in the first place. We took a chance on bringing him in. If he, if he gave us a production that he had two years ago, it would have been great. But the fact of the matter is he fell right into the you can't stay healthy. So there's no way I can see this guy coming back to the Bills. As much as I w- it would have been lovely, it just ain't happening. It definitely happening. Uh, I definitely want Ty Johnson back on the squad. It would be nice to have Ty Johnson. But the Bills are looking at, okay, how much is Ty Johnson going to want? He ain't going to want $1 million. I want I want to be secure. Give me a two-year deal, a three-year deal. You know what I mean, we're six mil. Are, are you trying to give him that? Or would you rather go get yourself a running back in the fourth or fifth round? That's a bruiser back that you get on a four-year contract, no matter what, for two mil or three mil or whatever the, whatever the contract is for, uh, for fourth round picks or fifth round picks. So now it becomes financial. Not only does it become financial, now you get younger on top of that. But then you gain experience with Ty Johnson. So that's where it weighs. Trust me, I like Ty Johnson. Love his the way he runs the football. But this is where, I mean, the business side of it gets involved. 
And uh, that's where it, that's where it's probably going to go. Ty won't get big bucks anywhere. You never know. I mean, what's considered big bucks, right? And uh, do we want do we want to go younger? That's what it's going to come down to. Do we want to go younger? Do we want to get healthy? Don't forget, Ty Ty had what an injury shoulder injury. He had a pinch nerve in the injury, um, and I think he had some other injury to, to Ty Long. I think it was a shoulder and something else. But anyway, neither here nor there. What I'm trying to get to is this. Do, if the Bills do bring him back, which I would not mind, but then you got to look at it as this. I got 10 picks. Am I bringing Ty Johnson back and what kind of money he's looking for? Because nobody's trying to play for free. They're trying to get money. Big bucks, he won't get. But you can't disrespect him either, where he's going to say, yo, I'll go somewhere else. I think I put enough on resume that I can get a job somewhere else. But I do want to come back to Buffalo, but y'all got to pay me something worth it. Buffalo's like, nah, bro. I got 10 picks, and one of them picks is going to be designated for running back. Deuces. I'm out. So. That's the way I see I see things rolling. But we'll see. We'll see. You never know, man. Things shake out differently. Like like uh like what I need you guys to understand. There there are some schedules happening right now that you guys need to understand. So, uh here's what it comes down to. Here are the dates that you, you guys need to understand. And no, excuse me, not understand, but here are the dates that are important. So, February 27th to March 4th, that's the NFL scouting combine. So the combine, like I said, is around the corner. You're going to start to see all these names and these, these bright lights start coming out, right? Then free agent period. You know that tampering season, that tampering period? You got that coming out March 11th to March 13th. So that's where, you know, the big deals are going to be signed or, you know I mean, potential, potentially on paper. You're going to see a lot of good, all that stuff. And then the league year begins, free agency, March 13th. Right. That's where you start seeing huge free agents. That's where the big deals are happening. And then April 25th to April 27th, the 24th, the 24th NFL draft. So this is around that time where teams are going to start kind of, you mean, tying up loose ends and then go diving into the oh, to bring in Ty Johnson or Terry's Murray or whoever. We got to pump our brakes a little bit because this draft, we're about to see who is are going to be available. Could you imagine if we get a guy like a Ray Davis that falls to the third or fourth? Well, we're jumping all over that, right? Probably won't, but there will be guys that are similar in stature uh, to a guy like Ray Davis. Now, the running back room is not deep this year, so this is where they might say, okay, what's out there, and is it good enough for me to not bring Ty Jackson back? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, uh, it's not deep at all. So you know what, Ty? Come on back. If that's the case, I'm with it. If they don't see enough talent in this, this upcoming draft. So this is why this, this is going to be cool. But like I said, folks, this is the first official, um, uh, excuse me, sixth season. I think it's the sixth. This is the sixth season of process or problem. I mean, go back to the YouTube. Look at the first year I was doing this uh, to right now. So it used to be pre-recorded videos. Now I'm doing it live. Um, I might be doing some cut-ups to pre-recorded. We'll see how that plays out. But Part of the problem, part of the process, we've got the QB and running back room done in the books. Next up, the receivers. Ooh, the receivers. I can't wait to dive into that because there are some controversial takes that I have in that, in that room. And not only that, what free agents that are out there that could really come on the team and make some differences. And the draft is just around the corner. And right now at 28, uh, Joel Klatt, a, uh, a, a known uh, college you know, scout type guy, uh, he's out there saying, hey, Brian Thomas Jr. to the Bills at 28. You put that brother 6'4", 205, I can get downfield. You put him next to Stefan Diggs, Killer Shakir in the middle, Dalton Kincaid, James Cook, boy. <laughs> Listen, man, it's going to be fun. But we got to make sure that we nailed that number two spot. Or... Does Gabe Davis pull on the old heartstrings of Brandon Bean and the Pagulas and they bring him back at 10 to 14 mil? Could that happen? We'll find out. Next up is the receiver room. So until next time, folks, I appreciate y'all. If you guys appreciate this type of series, smash that like as you guys are going to leave this room. Uh, Tomorrow, you're going to see my man Z-Bot come in with a paper plate. I don't know what he's got next, but he's going to be bringing something to you. And uh, you will probably see me, if not Friday, 
I'm going to try to dial it down to one podcast a week. Uh, but if something pops up, you know, your boy's going to be jumping back on Friday. But I can't stay away too long, man, because, I mean, I love talking football. So I might just jump on here and, and you mean, have and create completely something new. But this is the offseason. Bear with us. We will try to make this enjoyable all the way through from free agency to draft up until the season starts. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. If you guys enjoyed the show, you guys know what to do. Smash that like. If you guys have not subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly what myself or Zbot are going on and give you guys that content. So that being said, folks, you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And we'll catch you guys on the flip. Peace. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.